Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 100 of Simply Finance with Shane White. This is a, a very celebratory episode. Um, I decided to have my good friend, Andrew Malott, back on the podcast. He was the first interview I ever did on here. And I thought, what would be more fun and better way to wrap up 2020 to circle back around and wrap up the 100th episode of the podcast and to have him back. Um, we talk about the past nine months since the first episode uh, with his investing journey, how it's gone, the positives, the negatives, um, sports betting. Um, we dive all into sports betting because like, he's actually um, kind of the guru, in my opinion, uh, with sports betting in my circle of people. So uh, Andrew taught me some things about sports betting. Um, and then we just talk about all kinds of stuff. It was a fun episode. I really hope you guys enjoy it. He will be up shortly right after this. Um, and then as always, a few links in the show notes to share with you guys. The first one being Robinhood. Um, that, that is the platform that I use to uh, do all of my investing. If you guys want to give it a shot in 2021, I suggest giving it a shot um, with the link in my bio. You'll get a free stock when you sign up. If you don't know where to start, the COVID stock market rebound tracker is a free resource in the second link in the show notes. Uh, where you can go and see the, all the companies that I'm keeping an eye on. And then finally, they're not a sponsor, but Whoop. Um, they are the fitness tracker that I use every day. I, you've been wearing it for over a year now. And, um, you know, it's honestly one of the, it's a great tool to use as you get into 2021 if you're looking to better your health. So uh, if you want to try the Whoop strap for free, get a free month, um, you just need to click the third link in the show notes. Um, let me think. Yeah, that's it. Those are the three things I wanted to mention before today's episode. As always, if you guys love today's episode, I know today is a little less informative than normal. Um, not so serious, maybe of an interview. I try to keep all these lighthearted and, and not too serious. That's one of my goals for the podcast, but I hope you guys enjoy. We had a lot of fun. We had a few drinks and, um, it was a blast doing it. So Hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you all of you for being a part of this journey. Um, 100 episodes was a huge milestone for me uh, for 2020, and I'm, I'm pumped that I was able to hit it. Um, as always, if you can share this episode out, share it with your friends, share the podcast, leave a review, um, You know, give me some five stars. I would appreciate it. All right, everybody. Andrew Malat up right after this. All right, Andrew, welcome back to the show, my friend. How are you? Hey, good. Good to be back. Everybody listening, uh, this is Andrew Malott. He was my first real, you were the first real interview on this podcast. I was I, the first guest. Yeah, yeah the first guest. Uh, episode 20 back on April 13th. I just looked it up. So yep. welcome back for round two. You are episode 100. So for everyone listening, we're having a little bit of a, a celebratory episode, having some drinks cheers my friend from afar and uh yeah we're gonna get into some fun stuff but thanks for coming on man yeah no no this should be fun i'm glad to be on for your hundred yeah man this is sweet i it's, I, it's funny because i was listening to i actually listened to our episode and i listened to i think it, yeah it was Corey g's because i had him on again and yep. it's funny how far it's come like i was so fucking nervous the first time i had you on i remember even though we're best friends i was like I don't know. I was so nervous to have somebody on and like interview. So it's funny to listen back now because now it's, it's, I don't know. It's just so different. It is different. And, uh, no, you've come a long way. You've taken it far. It's awesome. And, and if people, you know, if, if you guys haven't listened to the Corey, Corey G podcast with Shane, you guys should because, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's kind of mind blowing on some of the things he's doing and he, that he has done. It's a good listen. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. The, yeah. are you talking about the one I, the, the new one that just came out? Yeah, both yeah. actually. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. even the yeah. first one was awesome. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. He's uh that dude is a high performing man. He just like I mean, the drive and just like all the things he has in the fire at one time is kind of remarkable. He has his hands so many things. Yeah. Well, it's that, funny you too, that you wouldn't even think. You wouldn't think of it, number one. And two, I think um he to me was the first person I talked to that it was like a, an unlock like a light bulb in my head that like 
you don't have to be this like flashy. You don't have to be this like the, you know, the rock to be successful type of thing. I guess it's like, he's very successful. He's made lots of money and he's kind of like, not that he's quiet. Cause he's very like, he's low key. He's low key though. Like you wouldn't, unless you knew his story and where he came from, you'd have no idea. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's cool. No, it's interesting sweet. story. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, um, for you and me, I mean, the first thing, obviously, we talked about getting into was uh, investing. So for anyone who hasn't listened to your episode, um, you know, a little background. Andrew, really, I mean, would you say it's fair that this year was like the first year you really got it, like really into investing? Absolutely. Yeah, first year I got into it. So, I mean, and it's it, been. And it was right there at the hit of the uh, coronavirus, right? When it first came out in March. Yeah, right, 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 right. So, so the market like, had tanked. Which is hilarious. I mean, in hindsight... Yeah. For you to like get it, you think about your lifetime and for you to figure it out and be like, yeah, I'm going to get into it right now yeah. is, I mean, that's like once in a lifetime. So cool there just in general. What a great time to get in. Yeah. So you got in at the low in a lot of ways, right? And then, so it's been eight months of investing. How has it been? Let's give everyone a yeah. little low down download from the last one. Yeah. Eight months. No, it's scary. And I learned a lot of things. Um, from you, you know, and what to do and what not to do and kind of what to look for and stuff. And, and a lot of it, you know, when I do something, I dive in head first, you know, I'm going to give yeah. it my all. I'm going to try and figure it out. Sure. And, you know, I, I just became obsessed over it. So I, every day, every morning I would read and read and read and, you know, try to figure out, you know, what are these companies doing and, and what's going to, you know, what's a smart play, you know, what's, what's something that you need to invest in that that's going to make you money and, and yeah. what's going to make you money in the long term. And I kind of had a, I guess, a misconception on what you should be doing. You know, I tried to find these big hitters, you know, like, which is try to find common not to cut you off, but that's, I mean, that's like, I think most people that you, you talk to are trying, like the, I can't tell any people are always like, Shane, what do you think the next big thing is? I'm like, like nobody I don't, knows. I don't look at it that way. I don't, I don't, it's such and, a, it's such a loser's game. Yeah. I think you're going to lose money that way. Like, yeah, you might get lucky, you know, here and sure. there. Like there's a couple that I did too, that I stumbled upon like uh, Nikola, for example, mm. or. Uh, you told me about that one, actually. You the, did, you told yeah. me about both of those. Yeah. And workhorse. And, you know, I got into those when they were really low and, and they, they exploded and, you know, you can make some good money and stuff off that, but the, smarter better play is long-term investments you know yeah, look you. at these companies and and then well, one thing that i learned too is you know stick with your stable companies and don't try to find these one-time home run hitters you know because like look at nicola now it yeah i think i think i bought in it was like 34 dollars, and then it's skyrocketing in like a week to like 90 yeah, yeah, and, and then look at look at it now. I think today is at fifteen bucks. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it's pretty much gone all the way back to yeah. I'll pull it up while we're talking. I think it yeah, it's it's super low. I know it it went way down, but that's kind yeah. of the thing that it's funny. Like a lot of people want to like have. I always say people want to have the like story to their friends of like, yo, I got in to so and so like this like thirty bucks. It went to ninety. Like instead of thinking like if you put money in now and you hold on to it, especially if you're someone at our age, I mean, you might not, unless you need it, but if you don't need it and you just let it grow and you let it, you know, compound, you're talking, you're talking decades that you could be in a company potentially. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one thing too, I've started focusing on these, these big stable companies, you know, like I know a lot of people are like, Tesla, it's pretty controversial to some people, you know, on whether or not it's a good investment, but man, is it, it just, I, it seems like it is to me Yeah, and you know more about Tesla than I do, but I'm just very bullish on them more than anything. I just think that like you look at any industry and you're always going to have the, the companies or even leaders who lead it and are the ones who go through all of the doubt are like everyone's shitting on their idea and they're doubting what they're doing and then quickly when they see some success you have all these followers right it's like yep. the whole concept of like the early adopter in my opinion is tesla is like 
one of the most is going to be one of the most famous like leaders in a category we'll ever see in our lifetime personally. Oh, yeah. Like we're starting to see all these other companies and car brands that are coming out with their own versions. And I just think like the quality and the customer focus that they've put on is so different than you'll get out of any major car company. Um, and I mean, their stock price, their stock price is a little ridiculous. I mean, in all honesty, like the movements it's made, almost doesn't make sense but that's why I, I mean i can't tell you how many people i talk to excuse me who um always are trying to get in and out of tesla like they want to yeah. like make money and i'm like i'm not gonna lie to you guys i i've bought it i bought my first share of tesla back in i think 2015 and i've just continued to buy it like i just keep buying it right i'm just sitting on more and more and more but that's my perspective, and, and I'm not saying I, I know anything more than anybody else, but, like, I'm thinking about our portfolio for decades. And so I'm like, I, I think Tesla's going to – I think Tesla's – so when Tesla – a good example, Tesla, when they got up to $1,000 and then split, that was a big deal for a lot of people. Number one, a lot of people made a lot of money, but two, it allowed a lot of, you know, newer investors or younger investors – to get into it because yep. it, then it's the share price goes from a, you know, a hundred to, I forget what it's, I forget what it's split at, but it was a few hundred dollars and now it's climbing again. I think that's going to continue to happen. Like, and they so it, yeah, it, it, you know what I mean? Like if, if you hold on to it for three decades, I bet they'll split three or four times. So, oh, it will. Yeah, and that's what's happened in a lot of companies. Uh, you know, like my, I know my dad, um, he worked at Cummins. I worked at Cummins and he, He's had them split three or four times, I think, since he like he got like uh, stock options back when he was an employee, and you know, has had it split multiple times, and you just hold on to it. And again, right. I, I mean, that's the way I think about. It. I think of it like I, some people think of it like day trading, which is fine. I think of investing as more of another savings account. It's diversifying from cash, and it's money that I'm going to sit on for a long time unless I need and it for something. One, that's one thing I learned from you too. You know, you told me treat it as a savings account. Yeah. You know, but is day trading fun and addictive? Absolutely. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's hard not like to gambling, get caught up in. Right. It is, it is. And, but no, I think it's, I think it's, you know, you want to focus on the long-term play and what's going to make you money in the long run and, and treat it like a savings account. You know, I think people also lose track of um, when you say long-term, like I've, I've talked to people in the last couple of days asking just how their year has gone in investing for people thinking back to February and March, that feels like a year ago, especially in a year like this year when there's been so much craziness going on. Oh yeah. Crazy to think like, yeah, I mean, you know, that's only eight months ago that the COVID pandemic really like hit. You yeah. know what I mean? It's kind of wild yeah. to think about eight or nine months that has gone by. Like that's not that long in investing life. You know what I mean? Like that's not that long, but you can already see if you would have just kept money in and continued every couple of weeks when you get paid to put more money in. Yep. What that can turn into. And you think about, think about it over eight or nine months. If you're someone who's seen that happen, what could that can turn into in 20 or 30 years? Like I've never oh. seen that, but I know people who have. Um, and Corey's a good example of someone who bought comp bigger companies, like you're saying, yep. um, has dividends coming in. Like I got a report from Robin the other day and it was like how much I've made in dividends this year. Not that much, honestly, like not, not, not like a crazy amount, but give it, 10 years, 15, 20 years, and I'm continuing to put money in, it's going to turn into real money, exactly. especially if you, you know what I mean? And like, that's what he talks about. I mean, he was saying that, you know, at this point with the amount of money he has put in, he gets a three to $4,000 um, dividend, like total check a month. Like that's, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's another paycheck. Exactly. And so when you get to the age where you need it, yeah, you. I mean, it's, it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother income source. I know people who are, you know, grandparents who got in at our age and they live off of it. They make dividend money and that's how they pay for everything. And on top yep. of, you know, their 401ks and everything, it's crazy. Uh, it sure would be nice to have when you, when you get older. Yeah. Sure. And right. I think, it, I think now is a great time to get it. I mean, well, I mean, now is better than never, you know, or, or in the future, just, just do it. Just make the leap. It's scary. If you haven't done it, do it. Well, we talked about before, I mean, it does, I think some people get caught up in the, the like dollar amount. Like you need to put this huge amount in. It's like, you, you can don't. literally put five bucks in. That's it. 
to get you yeah. going. And, and you're a good example of this, of, of someone who we had always talked about it. And then when you got in, you got hooked because you want to like read about the companies you're investing in. You start to pay attention. It's all about paying attention, really. It is. It is. And nobody knows what the stock market's going to do in all reality. I mean, you can you can be educated and, and you know, look at certain things and, and kind of, you know, have an educated guess on what's going on, in my opinion. Yeah. But overall, I don't think anybody really knows. But you really have to pay attention to certain things that could possibly change, you know, the price and make it fluctuate and all that stuff. But, right. And, and talking to you two, <laughs> the the moves that the stock market makes and it's still even to this day i mean you told me early on you're like you know it might move 0.2 percent yeah on a yeah, given yeah. day but like for some reason here it seems in the in the pandemic i mean it's moving it's nothing for it to move six percent yeah oh yeah all these companies you know but yeah I don't know. yeah i mean i remember when i first got into it like right after college 2014 was when i like heavily got into it yeah, I mean, it, it was if if the stock, if any of the like major indexes moved a percentage point or two, it was like a big day. That was like, and if an individual stock moved more than like one or two, that was like a big day. <laughs> and they're so funny, huge, you know. Yeah. So I mean, it's crazy to think too. I mean that that's where um, day trading this year. There's got to be so many people who have made some crazy money. I mean, I don't know. There's a guy I had on named Scott Bennett. Shout out to Scott if he's listening to this. Um, he start, he's someone, I mean, interesting for anyone to listen to, but you too. He has like a newsletter. He worked at Fidelity for, I think it was like 20 years, quit to do his own thing now. And he essentially, what he's doing is he's, he's scraping the internet on a lot of these investment sites. And he's, he's finding stocks that hedge fund managers are purchasing and so he's like consolidating all this data that's basically being like, you know, hedge fund A has over the last three months bought, you know, all of these shares of this company spread out. And they have to do that in order to not, you know, manipulate the price too much. So he like starts to see this pattern of like, you know, people like you or me, we can't buy enough to like impact anything. But these hedge funds who have, you know, millions, if not billions of dollars worth of funds they're managing can actually move the needle on a stock price. And so he's like getting ahead of it and sharing it out with people. It's a really cool concept that I don't, I don't, I don't know anyone else is doing it. And I don't know the full, you know, scope of how he does it, but it's a really cool thing. I mean, anyone who wants to listen um, or follow along with that, you can see what the episode he was on, he shares, you know, I have all the the links to that. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. So I guess to, 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 to kind of like circle back, what has been, you know, big winners, big losers, as far as like investing this year for you, like what have been some standouts as far as like who you've invested in and lessons learned? I think, cause for everyone's context, if you haven't listened to the other episode we did together, you know, Andrew's new, like I said, you know, he's, he just kind of really got heavy into it this year. So I think for people who are newer to investing, you probably have a lot of knowledge that people would love to listen, like listen and hear from. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, one piece of advice um, would be, you know, don't get caught up in the day-to-day of it, you know, especially if you're just trying to do something for the future and make money for the future and invest. Um, you know, one thing, I, I mean, every day during the pandemic, ever since I started investing back in March, you you know, stock would move 6%. You'd want to freak out. Yeah. You know, if it, if it dropped 6%, you'd want to freak out. You know, just let it ride, you know, calm down, just let it do its thing. It's going to bounce back. Um. So that's kind of one thing that I learned too, not to freak out, you know, not okay. to jump the gun and, and, and do stupid things and, you know, sell and buy and sell and buy constantly, you yeah. know, just let it sit, let it do yeah. its thing. Yeah. And, I, I, I tell people all the time. I mean, I've said it on here multiple times. One of the biggest mistakes I've ever made in my investing career was selling too much when COVID started. Like I, I, yeah. I honestly did. I sold too much. I was worried about not having enough cash. I, not that we needed it, but just like to be safe. Well, nobody knew. Yeah, no know? one knew. And I, I, you know, I, I, in hindsight's twenty twenty, so I can say I fucked up now. But you know, you don't know. But yeah, anyway, it's a good lesson learned. I, for me, it was like, well, if I made it through COVID, I can make it through, hopefully, anything in the stock market. Oh, you would hope so. Yeah. You know, so yeah. sorry, but not to cut you off. What, what was your next thing you were gonna say? Yeah, no, just just be patient. Um, let it do its thing, and uh, no, that that's that's really it. That, that's probably what I 
you know, the only thing I learned, and you know, to cover some big hitters that I've had too, you know, Tesla's up there. Yeah. Uh, Square. That was a really yeah, good stock. That's a good me. one. Yeah. Square was good. And um, man, Penn and DraftKings, what? Those were amazing too. Yeah. Cause you bought both of those. Did you buy them both back in March? Like right away? Early I on? bought. I bought March right away at ten dollars or yeah, pen, yeah. sorry, pen at yeah. ten bucks. That's a big one. That's awesome. And it's uh, today you, it hit uh, today it hit ninety eight dollars. That's crazy. Good for you, man. That's sweet. Hey, That's awesome. Bar Barstool is doing huge things. They just keep pushing you know, the um like every time I feel like they're maybe gonna start getting stale, they figure out ways to like just push the envelope, which I think is the coolest thing. Like, I don't know if you've been following, I'm sure you have, but just Dave's whole thing with like trying to save small businesses right now is like the coolest thing. Have you been following this? Did you see how much money they've raised? Oh, I mean, he's putting, he's putting crazy amounts of money into it. Oh, it's stupid. Oh yeah. Which goes to show how much money he's making. Right. I mean, it's like for him to be like, I mean, did you see he called out Roger Goodell again today? And said, he you know, that 250,000. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So Dana White, crazy. Dana White pitched in a hundred grand. Did he really? That's he so did. cool, man. Yeah. I mean, I, what a I, good I way to night, use it. It was that. like 2 million. But what a cool way to use that platform and that audience to actually help people. Like he doesn't have to, he's making so much money. Barstool's making so much money. They could just keep, they could have floated along all the way through COVID and just keep putting out content and doing great. But he's like, no, fuck this. Like, this is, this is not okay. I just think that's so cool. You know, it's like, well, it's, that's, it's that's, awesome for somebody to step up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's like the kind of and person who, you know, it's, it's out of left field and it goes to show that like all these people who should be the ones stepping up to help that haven't been, you know, as far as like government agencies and all this shit that's yep. becoming a disaster. It's like, he's over here, you know, yep. making shit jokes on the internet and talking about sports. And it's like, okay, why well, I can do it. Fuck it. Like, I'll just go for it. It's so cool. He's making our government look stupid. He's making it. Yeah. He's 100%. making it look easy. I mean, this year he's yeah. done that with the stock market and he's done it with our government. He's basically been like, this is a, th- these people, th- it goes to show like big corporations, big government. You know what I mean? Like there's just, there's just so yeah. many flaws that most people don't expose. It's been cool. He got so many people into trading with his, uh, his Davy day trader platform. So he got, he drew in such a new crowd. Which is, and again, another thing that's cool, he profited from it, I'm sure, obviously, but like, it's so cool oh, to see, yeah. it's so cool to see though, that like, there's a whole group of people that probably never had gotten into it because I mean, honestly, again, it was funny. Like the whole point of this podcast and this platform that I'm creating is like, why can we not have fun and talk about finance and make it enjoyable for people to learn, right? Like we're having drinks here. We're having fun. Like he's, yep he's an extension of the whole the whole concept that i've been thinking even since college of like it's so fucking boring why are we why is learning about finance so boring he made it fun and he got all these people to jump into it because of that so cool and the barstool platform he relates to you know guys our age and stuff like that it's so informal and and he's doing these things i mean don't get me wrong sports center and espn you know they're they're great news for sports and stuff like that, but they just take it to a whole different informal level. Yeah. And they're accessible in a way. Like I, I think like being able to follow again, follow like Dave or big cat on Twitter and like, you're watching the yep. same game and they're tweeting stuff out just like your, your buddy would. They're not exactly. filtered. They're yep. talking shit. They're talking trash. It's fun. It's like you enjoy being a fan and you feel like, you're you know they're just one of you and i think that's like becoming such a big thing too whether it's investing sports whatever it is um you know there's always been this like hierarchy of big corporate people who are like buttoned up let's put the tie on and let's be serious and then you know what i mean and then like people like who aren't it's like so far removed and now it's all kind of combined it's cool yeah portnoy's push it's it's us against the suits yeah man exactly exactly Uh, Did you watch, uh, did you watch the interview he did with Trump? I did. Oh man, that was so cool. Like that, that's cool. That's like, that that goes to show that just, 
you know, he's been in his lane for a long time. He's continued to do things and he's authentic. You know what I mean? You like, he's never someone you like question the, the, the quality or content he's putting out. Exactly. Cause it's yep. so Dave, you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. That's cool but stuff, no, man. When he did the, when he started the Davey day trader, it pretty much took over sports gambling for a couple months because, you know, we didn't have anything to gamble on for, you know, right. in March or March madness or any of that stuff. So it took over sports gambling. So without even trying, you just created a perfect bridge to the other thing we were going to talk about, which is, is gambling and online sports betting. Because yeah. for everyone listening, one thing me and Andrew have been talking about is that's like an avenue that I have never gotten into is just like, you know, obviously it's money, it's finances talking about betting. So let's just jump into it. Cause I think that's, that's a fun thing. So I was telling you, so it's funny. I've always been really big into investing, not always, but like, that's probably a little more my forte. And Andrew, I got Andrew up to speed on some stuff early on. He's gotten into sports betting way before I did. And so I was trying to like start to understand even like some of the dumb, simple things when it comes to sports betting. So maybe give everyone a little download on like your history of sports betting, maybe even just like anything that you think is, if someone has no idea how to even get involved or what it's about, like explain it maybe just give a little 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 rundown because you actually know a lot more than i think you think you do yeah no so it's it's (laughs) it's not like i'm some prolific sports gambler or anything like that it's just it's just it's just fun actually one of my friends from college too he got me into it he's the one that talked me into doing it okay and you want to talk about taking sports to a whole new level like it does and it makes you watch pay attention read everything (laughs) Yeah. You know, cause you got well, cause money on the line. It's kind of like investing in a, like not, I don't want, I don't I really don't want to call it investing cause you're not, you're betting, but you're, you're doing some research and you're trying to, you know, you're trying to understand the, the team, the players, the situation, and you're trying to put money behind something you think is going to win, which is exactly, there's a lot of parallels to investing. And it, yeah. Yeah. Somewhat. I think somewhat. gambling, I think sports gambling is more of a losing game. Yeah, no doubt. It's got to be. Otherwise, it would be an industry, I guess, right? Yeah, but how, it is scary, addicting, scary, addicting, in my opinion. Okay. But okay. I started. Gosh, it would have been over. God, probably two years ago, probably. Okay. I yeah. I started with uh, DraftKings, and and in my opinion, um, DraftKings is by far the best platform, I think. And I think you messed with FanDuel a little bit. I've only been on FanDuel. I, yeah, I still haven't gotten into it. I had money on FanDuel from something a long time ago. So yeah. I just like continue. I still have money in there. I've, I've not done enough to... I think I've pretty much bet on the Bears and the Colts. That's it. That's all I've done. Don't... I would say rule number one, don't ever bet on the teams that you like. Oh, okay. And why it is makes that? You, makes you hate them. Oh yeah, okay. Up or something, yeah, it makes you hate. Sure, it. sure. Yeah, I've I've betted on Purdue basketball too many times, and I'll <laughs> never again because it's so disappointing. Every I time. feel like you got to just bet against them. And unfortunately, like the the safest bet when it comes to Purdue is against Purdue. It seemed okay. that way when I was betting on them, right? I mean, I yeah. don't know. But no, I mean, it's just gosh, it's so much fun and it's so addicting. And I was I was the same way with sports gambling as I was with stock market. Okay. Because at first I'd be like, you know, real scared. I'd put it a dollar. I'd put a dollar on this game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, okay, I'm getting a little more comfortable. Let's put five and 10 and 20, you know, and it just keeps going, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, and once what's you get, the, what's the most you've bet on a game? What's the most I've ever bet on a game? Uh, I think 50. Oh, which is damn. Just, which is just chump change. You know, some of these guys, some of these guys are throwing down thousands, hundreds of thousands. I, I'm not going to name him because I don't know if he's ever listened to this, but I, I have a, I have a neighbor, great guy, like love him. He's the shit. He owns a bunch of car, car dealerships. And he sent, he put on Facebook one time. He's, he shares this. I guess it's a secret. He, he put down 40 grand on a game. Yikes. And I remember seeing that and be, he won, he hit. And it, it, it was like, I forget. I think he made like 120. Yeah. I just remember being like, oh my God, that is, I would be sweating watching huh, that yeah. game. I'd be sweating. Oh, I'd be a mess. Like that. I'm with you. I've done like the dollar, a couple bucks. Five, I think me and Kelly, yeah. me and I got Kelly involved. So me and Kelly make a lot of our bets together. And um, we did a $5 game. And I was like, whew, I feel like we're really putting some money down. That's crazy. So, so had, what, 
what what are like the what are like the big things you focus on? Because I mean, if you've done basketball, I've done NFL most. I think it's all I've done is NFL. Yeah, I absolutely hate betting on college basketball because okay. you never know how a team's going to shoot on any given night. Now, you know? does college basketball pay better odds than like the NFL? Not necessarily. Okay, Not necessarily. I do feel like college basketball is probably the biggest wild card as far as sports. I feel like it is. I feel like college it, basketball is like the one where like I mean. Any team could show up on any night and upset somebody. Exactly. Don't get Way me wrong. more than like college football. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's, you know, betting college basketball is awesome. But betting the spread on college basketball is very hard. So let's pause there. Time out. Just to explain to people. If you're someone who has no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. Give, so the things that I've always seen, okay, when it comes to betting, there's usually like three major options. There's the spread, the yep. money line, and the over-under, Right. Right. And you can bet on any of those three. So can you explain to everybody what the spread is? That's what you just said. So spread, you know, if a team, so if it's, so say Duke's playing North Carolina and it's Duke minus six and a half, Duke's favored minus six and a half, you know, six and a half points. So they'd have to win by, if you take that bet on Duke to win by six and a half, they'd technically have to win by seven, but that's what you're saying. They'll win by seven or greater. Right. So it's basically giving someone a head start. Yes. And if you took North Carolina plus six and a half, you're banking on them losing by less than six. Okay. Or winning. Or winning. Yeah. 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 Right. Yes. Yep. So it's either like, it's like giving some, it's, it's giving one of the team's points before the game starts. Essentially. That's a spread. The money line is just straight who wins and loses. Right. Yes. And you're not going to win near as much there. Okay. So the odds are the odds or AKA like how much you can win is less. Yeah. So say if you if you bet money line on a like that Duke North Carolina game or something, for example, um, if you bet money line and who knows what the given odds are, um, you'd put a dollar down, you'd probably win like ten cents. You know, depending okay. on the odds, but sure. you're not going to win much. Right. Whereas if you bet the spread, you would win, you know, a dollar. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. And same same thing with the over unders too. It's it's more it's treated more like spread as far as payout. So in the over under is the total score of the two teams. Yep, over under for example, Duke North Carolina game over under 142. You Got know? it. So if, the, if if the two scores equal 142 or more and you bet the yep. over you won. If it's if you yep. said under then you just score less. Got it. Okay. Got it. I mean, I've had That's pretty straightforward. I've had games come down to a missed free throw. Or, you know, like I used to bet a lot of NBA games yeah. and they do something stupid and, and dribble it out, you know, instead of, you know, so throwing does that, up a shot. Does that, does that though make you feel like there is always something extra going on? Cause that's crazy to me when it's that, like Vegas is that close to calling it. And then someone dribbles it out. It's like, hold on a minute. Like, I mean, especially in basketball, basketball seems like one of the easier sports to like actually like throw the game. And I'm not accusing anyone of that, but like it kind of is crazy when you think about how close some games are. I've been in the living room last winter and just lost my mind <laughs> over NBA games. I mean, they just decided to dribble out the clock or something, you know? And it's it just that's the things that make you go crazy. Oh, I games. bet. And and it makes you wonder sometimes, like some things are so surreal. Like, did he really just miss that free throw? You know, okay. the guy shoots ninety five percent. He missed his free throw at the end of the game, and the over under didn't hit. Yeah, you know? because you, of the free the throw. Exactly. Yeah. That's where I mean. That's what I'm telling you. That's that's where sometimes I basketball worries me when it comes to betting, because I feel like if there ever was some like conspiracy shit where someone could throw a game, it would be basketball. Like football, football, you need a lot of people aligned to like get a touchdown, for example, right? You oh, need yeah. the quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, whatever. Plus you need some defensive people to give it up. Like you yep. need basketball. It's like, eh, I don't know. Maybe, See, I have questions about the NBA anyway. I do too. hundred yeah. percent. It was shock to me to be completely honest with you. I, ha- I don't follow the NBA very closely anymore. I did not know we were already back in gear for another season. I saw everyone posting about it. I'm like, wait, what? Yesterday. We're back. I'm like, wait, Yesterday. didn't we just finish this thing? We they just did. finished the season. We're back at it again. But now they're traveling from stadium to stadium. And yep. I'm like, yep. huh. Don't get me wrong. NBA players, like, they're some of the most athletic dudes in the world. Oh, yeah. But, like, the way they play defense, it is absolutely horrific. It's a joke. Did you yeah. see uh, LeBron's ring? He I did. 
Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah, they got it some, is wild. Got some bling. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But but talking more about uh, sports gambling too, you know, and if you really dive in deep, um, you know, you can do I have not. So you tell me what I'm missing. You know, you can do over under in the first half. Oh, okay. Yeah, Spread in right. the first half. You know, you can break it down and do do stuff like that too. And um, you know, the prop bets. Um, so, so yeah, give everyone a lowdown on prop bets. Prop bets are oh. like who wins the coin toss type of shit. Uh, right? Yeah, like that. They do that for the Super Bowl and how long national anthem is. You know, barstool sports. They do a huge thing about the national anthem yeah. every year for the, for the Super <laughs> well, Bowl. It's, it's funny you say that because that's actually what got me into <laughs> this whole thing. I remember you were the one that was like, "Oh, we're, one day I called you, and I was saying I want I want to try it," and you were like, yeah. "Oh yeah, you should bet on the national anthem." I'm like, what are you talking about? And you're like, "Oh, listen to the barstool thing," and I listened to it, and like they were all going through like previous years of how long the national anthems taken i can't they, remember who they did a sung. whole podcast about it they did a whole podcast well, I, I about how long who it should sung it. was it demi, demi lovato maybe she did the that national anthem. Right. i could be that totally be off right. base anyway she's sung the national anthem at some things before so barstool sports dove in <laughs> and literally they're like in 2015 she sung the national anthem at this event and it was this long and you know in 2017 she did this and it yeah. was this long so they had it broken down or whatever come to find out she she hit the under by like six seconds was just you know shocked everybody because usually in national anthem super bowl you're gonna drag it out okay yeah right because so, you're like it's like you're shot on this crazy stage so everybody sh- you know everybody was shook and everybody lost because everybody but the over but <laughs> well because that's what barstool does right doesn't barstool always say like life's too short to bet the under yeah, yeah, life's too short to bet the under. Yeah, always so you the, always bet the over. Yeah, got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That Which is so funny. Yeah, but prop bets, you know, like players, um, is uh, Aaron Jones from the Green Bay Packers going to rush for 135 yards this game? Over under, you know. Got it. Aaron no, Rodgers no, over between under. You, between you and me, because no one's listening to this, obviously, which is a joke. Is is do you do you think some of that is like? I don't know. It's so funny to me to think if you're a professional athlete, you're already making a, you're making a ton of money. But like when there's like speci- obviously every game has specific prop bets. Like I'm sure in their contract, and I don't know, you know this more than I. Is, is there something against them? Like they can't bet on themselves, can they? Actually, like, actually, where did I listen to a podcast several months ago about a guy gambling? Like can, his- can 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 he? The example you just used, could he bet? on himself legally and say like yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna go for more than 135 i don't know i'm not sure about those. isn't that funny yeah i don't know or you could say like no i'm gonna go less and you get 134 and you stop a yard short and run out of bounds i don't know i i I, surely you cannot bet on yourself i would think i would think there'd have to be something against that i just this is where me and sports betting i've always been a little questionable because okay good example when I compare sports betting and they're not the same thing, but sports betting to investing, every company on the planet wants to go up and up and up. So the one thing about investing is the company in itself you're investing in, the interest is always to grow, right? Like it's always to grow market cap, which is directly correlated to the stock price. But sports betting is not. In sports betting, there's so many specific things that, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's funny. Did you? I'm gonna pop this beer. It's gonna Get be it. noisy. But um, did you hear? Well, this is. It's not. Did you hear? It actually happened. Oh, here we the go. The Purdue versus Minnesota game. This is football or basketball. Football. Football. Okay. The pass interference call. If you were paying, if yes. anybody paid attention to this game, yes. you know, well, and for background, me and Andrew both went to Purdue, so this we were roommates yeah. at Purdue. We definitely have Purdue uh, loyalty ties. Yes, yep. of course. So I this know could this be is. totally irrelevant to ninety percent of the audience. But anyway, <laughs> Purdue game. Not that anybody watches Purdue football, but uh, if you Purdue do, first Minnesota game. Yes. Well, the this is the one that was like egregious. Call. The what? This is like the egregious call. Yes. At the end of the game. Yeah. That's what you know. The oh the yeah, imaginary pass interference. Oh, hundred percent. The the only thing I will say, you're right. Most people probably don't give a shit about Purdue on here, but that call went viral. I mean, like, I mean, it, even it, like Barstool was talking about it. Like, it was one of the most ridiculous calls anyone's ever seen in college football. It, I think DraftKings. I'm pretty sure refunded people's yes, money. They did. Yeah. They refunded money on people who bet it for Purdue, which is awesome. What I mean, a great 
but it had never happened before. No. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. But like the good thing about, I don't know why we're talking like this. This makes me think of free this is money. This podcast before we just talk yeah. shit and go over. This makes me think of free money, but bars or not barstool DraftKings is so good about if you place three, $5 bets this week, you know, you'll get $15 free on us. Oh, really? Yeah. They'll do that too. You know, so that's nice. So you'll you, you like hurry up and place five or three five dollar bets, you know, and then you'll get your fifteen dollars. So, so they, they run promotions like that all the time. They get people back. I mean, it's it's a whole thing to get people to come back and keep paying, putting money yeah, in their accounts. I'm money. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the, they run specials here and there and stuff. And uh, like last <clears throat> last year, they ran it was an IU game versus Penn State. And it was like the 51st time that they played each other or something like that. OK, so if you bet. $50 and it was just stupid. If, if I, you, I can't remember. Or if, if the over hit over 51 total points. Yeah. That you would get free $50 if you bet on the game. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm like, that's a no brainer. You're like, you know, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. That 50 bucks. And you, you know, you won 50 bucks. Right. Oh, that's cool. So, that, so I mean, that's, that's cool. I guess that's something that, you know, you get in sports betting, you probably don't get in investing very often. You can get a free stock if you sign up with Robinhood, my link. That's about it. That's yep. all you get. <laughs> I'd help you out there, but I'm already signed up. Nah, that's good. I think you I think you might have actually used my link to sign up. But that's it funny. Yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, do you do you have any suggestions for people who want to get involved? Like I think for me, when I got involved, you were like, you did say this. You were like, don't bet on your favorite teams. Look at the numbers. If there's a game that just seems weird that you think doesn't make sense. Like that's probably the one to start with start small. Um, anything else? Like Gosh, there's not, there's not any really groundbreaking advice other than yeah. just be smart about it. You know, don't, you know, don't, uh, don't put 50 bucks on the jets to beat somebody this weekend. You know what I mean? It's just the jets suck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they did win <laughs> last week. Right. So, Which is hilarious. Right. Cause they just throw just, their first round draft pick basically away. Oh, yeah, they toss it away. But oh, I think yeah, Jack what's his name, right? Too. They would have, uh, sorry. Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they have had Trevor, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. If I was the Jaguars, I would sit every starter yeah. the rest of the season and just take that, take Trevor Lawrence for what it's worth. It'd be the smart thing to do. Yeah, right? It's crazy. Yeah. You know, one thing I got back into this this year, too, is fantasy football. Oh, did you? Or like, in, like, the, like a legit league? Yeah. Okay. Yep. How's that Definitely. been going? Great. I'm in the championships and I'm pumped about it. Oh, good for you. Good for yes. you. Is it for never money? been there in my life. Really? I've been, I've done one. I've been to one and I lost. I've finished yeah. second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the yeah. first year in like almost 10 years that I haven't done fantasy football like that. That's addicting as well. Oh, it is. I mean, I noticed it. I was talking to Kelly the other night. I said, um, this year has been the first year in, in, you know, probably 10 years. I don't, I have not watched very much football. This year, like versus previous years. And I, I think part of it might be because I haven't been doing fantasy football. That definitely could be part of it. It's my favorite. I, I love NFL so much. So I, 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 I watch it every single weekend. Like that's my thing. I don't care yeah. who's playing, you know? No, that's what's cool about the NFL. It's like every team's yeah. fun to watch. You know, there's exactly. always a game that's good. Unless it's the Jets. Unless it's Jets, the Jets. Jaguar. <laughs> they suck. They suck. Yeah, they do. Uh, you know, it's funny. Move, moving to Chicago – I don't, we don't have, we don't have cable. We cut cord. So I don't have CBS. Yeah. So I never can watch the Colts. Yep. So I just inherently watch all the bears games and then become a bigger bears fan. Um, but yeah, I never get to see AFC games. I pretty much watch NFC games and then I can see like Thursday night and Monday night. Um, but we don't watch a ton of it. We don't watch a ton of, a ton of NFL. I, I, I do when the weekend, go, I, I think the, the funny thing has been with COVID in the extra time at home for me, at least, because, you know, I'm working from home. It's like, I feel like sometimes Sundays go by and I'm like, Sundays used to be such a like end of the week day to just like chill out, watch football. It doesn't feel that way this year to me. It's just kind of different. I don't know why. It's funny. Yeah. No, I, I put a lot of time into watching the NFL, so it hasn't changed for me a bit. <laughs> we well, got money. It sounds like you got a lot of money on the line, too. Now, do you invest more or you gamble more? Oh, I invest more. Yeah, good. All right, good. Yeah, certainly. Good answer. Good no, answer. It, sports gambling is just a little tiny side thing. 
Okay, good. Do yeah. you know anyone who's done well with sports gambling? Um, uh, a couple guys have had some success, but I mean, you just it's you have to be so lucky. I feel that's like what I think, yeah, it's like it all comes down to that's like just pure luck. Like, is there some skill in it? Yeah, probably, but mostly luck. Probably mostly. ninety ten. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, the other thing I want to talk about was, um, you gotta tell everybody, so you're one of the only people I know of, at least that's been on the podcast, uh, that's been around COVID. So mm. how, what happened? How was it? Well, I, we don't know if yeah. you got it officially, but your wife did. So yeah, most likely did. you did. She got it from her boss at work and, um, no, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It's not what we thought it would be. For sure. Yeah. It's not this big, bad, scary thing that every kind of everybody portrays it to be. And I'm sure, you know, affects people differently. And there's different, right. uh, I, what would you call uh, strands of it, I guess? Yeah. Maybe, or, yeah. But um, no, it, it definitely, it wasn't bad. And, you know, I was around my wife every single day and I never, I never got it. Huh. That's funny. Uh, I, that, that, that I know. Or of. at least had like great, yeah, symptoms or whatever. Are you guys, uh, how, how are you guys thinking about like the vaccine and all that stuff? Um, see how it plays out. Yeah. That's kind of how I, I am. I wouldn't My say sister we, got it. She, oh, did she? Yeah. She got it like yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah. Felt fine. But then I also know I have a, a buddy of mine, his wife got it in Chicago and she felt super shitty. Like she felt sick as hell for a day. Probably just like the flu shot. Same thing. Sure. Yeah, exactly. You never, you never know. Which um, I've never had ever. You've never had the flu shot? Never once. Really? No. Oh, wow. I never really, I never really felt the need. Maybe. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I mean, we grew up very different, but you being in Winnemac, maybe, you know, you kind of in the, in a smaller town, maybe that's, you know, less of a need. Maybe, I, I mean, there's, there's plenty of people here in this town too that get it. You yeah, know, sure. Year, sure. It. So I don't know. It's just I get a minor cold once a year and that's it for yeah. me. Well, it's going to be weird. I mean, that's that whether you talk, you're thinking about investing just in general. I mean, it's funny. I posted a podcast. I, I kind of did a like a, a solo podcast like a week or so ago where I was just thinking it was kind of me thinking out loud. And I was talking about how it's weird now that the vaccine came out it was like we've been talking about it forever right we've been talking about the vaccine since it was you know since covid became a thing right but now that it all of a sudden it was it it felt like within a week it went from like okay we have it it got approved it's out and we're getting distributed like it was such a quick flip of the switch that i did an episode about you know like if you're an investor how can you like stop and take a deep breath and think about what the next year, five years, 10 years might look like. It's hard. You don't know. And I don't know, obviously. Um, But what are things for you now that you've been investing for, you know, eight or nine months that you you're thinking are good things to invest in now? Cause I think it's it's slowly going to change, right? Like I know I saw something today about um, a place here in Chicago that we go to our doctor and they were like, yeah, but we expect by late spring, early summer of this, of this year that like, it'll be available to the public. The vaccine will. Then it's like, well, once you get the vaccine, you'd think a lot of things go back to normal, right? Then that's the hope. Um, So what are things for you that you're thinking about now, as far as like, what are things good to put money in now that might pay off in a year from now? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't think any of this stuff really necessarily has to do with coronavirus or the vaccine or anything like that. But, you know, some things that I particularly would pay attention to would be, you know, the electric vehicle market. Yeah, I you're, think real, it, you're bullish on that, aren't you? Yes, I am. I think it's I think it's going to be huge. I think it's going to continue to grow. And, you know, Tesla's a monster, but I think there's going to be other companies up and coming too. You know, I think there's still room to grow with Workhorse and Nikola and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. And um, look at Bloom Energy and Plug Power. You know, Ooh, I don't know if you right. plugged a couple stocks here. I love it. Yeah. And I don't know if you're familiar with either of those. No, two I st- actually don't know either of those. Yeah. So basically, it's just it's components within a car, electric car, and it's and it's charging stations, too. Okay. You know, electric yeah. charging stations. So and I invested in those as well um, about the middle of the summer just because I, you know, got to look and I'm like, what's the components of, of these cars and things that these cars are going to need, Okay, you know, yeah. and, you know, plug power and bloom energy, they're, they're putting these things up around the world. But um, 
they just exploded you know i mean they were Did they nice five yeah they were five bucks in the in the middle of the summer and now they're 35 40 bucks you know wow good for you man so they're just taking off they're just growing like crazy so you know those that's some things you need to pay or at least i'm going to pay attention to you know yeah. invest in and you know i keep having hope for airlines and stuff too to bounce back which they have a little bit sure yeah yeah um I don't think all the way, but I've kind of lost faith in them. I, I do think they're going to bounce back and, you know, hit where they originally were. Yeah. Do you, um, that that's a big question that I've posed on this podcast is so personally in business, the meetings, like I use the example of, um, I used to go to Amazon once a year out in Seattle. We had like a yearly meeting we'd go to for the brand I work for. And it used to be in person. I would, get on a plane. I'd fly out in an evening. I have to get a hotel. I would get up in the morning and it was an hour meeting. I'd have an hour meeting and I had to take an Uber back to the airport, fly all the way back to Chicago. So it's two flights, a hotel and a couple Ubers. And my uh, really, it's like two days shot and for an hour meeting. And now this year it's like on zoom. And one of the things I've been wondering and I don't have a general, I don't have a, I don't have a super, you know, tight perspective, but it's interesting to think about. If you think about the airline industry, I, I don't know the exact number, but a high percentage of people who travel, like the, the, the highest percentage of general airline travelers are business. This, it, like us going to Florida for spring break is like a right. small little percent of the people who fly. Yeah. And so if, I'm curious after COVID, how many businesses stick with like the Zoom meetings and how many go back to in person? It's going to be interesting. I mean, you know how much money save with these guys not traveling around and then just doing Zoom meetings? It's unbelievable. And it's time. Like you and I tonight, we can't be in person. We hopped on an hour Zoom call to do this podcast. Exactly. Whereas if you were someone who wanted to come do this podcast in person, it would take a lot. It would, take, it would be investing two days. Or a day at exactly. least. Yeah. So personally, that's something that I I'm trying to wrap my head around. Oh, sorry, you cut out there a little bit. What'd you say? Say it again. I said time, time and money. You just can't get it back. You know, right? It's so much easier to do these calls. Hundred percent. So that's that's something for me when you say airlines. I think that's something I'm a little more bearish on. I think. I personally think the travel industry is kind of changing permanently to some degree, not, not like all the way, but I, I do think like some of those, maybe something where you need to go out and see someone once a year and it's a big thing. Like, yeah, that, that'll probably still happen, but maybe like there used to be meetings where we pop up and it's like, we need to fly to, you know, Austin, Texas for a day for this meeting. And it's like, eh, do we though? Can we just hop on a zoom and handle the meeting and go back? It's going to be interesting. I don't know. I don't know the answer, but. No, I agree. I so agree. that could be long-term in, interesting impacts to that. What about, um, what about like, how do you think, and this is something I think it's fun to talk about. What about things that are, you know, before COVID were things that people paid really close attention to like oil and currencies and stuff. Do you look at that at all? Or do you pay attention you know, to I, that? Oh, I do. I was, I was pretty, well, I paid attention to oil um, early on, you know, when I first got started in investing um, I just, it never really did anything and I haven't checked it for a couple of months, so I don't know what it's done, but I think with the new administration coming in the office and the things that they're talking about and things that they want to do, I don't know if oil is going to be put on the back burner or, or what, you know, so it's hard yeah. to tell them what they're sure. going to do. So uh, that'd probably be off my radar. I would think, sure. I, I right. just, you know, things you really need to focus on technology and, and, you know, where, where's the stuff going in the next 10 years? Where are we going to be at? Right. You know, right. You know, like instead of hotels, look at the Airbnb, they just went public. What? Two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. They're newly on the market, man. They are. Um, DoorDash, you know, went public about the same right. time Airbnb did. Um, they haven't really done anything impressive as far as price yet, but I mean, I think stuff like that is, is things to, things to watch and keep on your radar, you know, the yeah. technology side of things, but yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I know I, I keep telling people the safest bets to me have always been, I feel like my like 
my like grouping of investments. If I don't have anything I'm like hot on that I need to put money into, it's Amazon, Tesla, Google. Yep. And then recently it's been like Zoom, Slack, Visa, MasterCard, like Shopify, yep. Spotify. What are like the the tech things that um in my opinion are just gonna keep going up and up and up? Like I think yep. um it's funny, the more things move to e-commerce, obviously Shopify's huge. Shopify is now the second largest e-commerce platform on the planet behind Amazon. They're, they passed eBay. They're bigger than Etsy. Wow, um, they're bigger that. than Google. They're huge, man. I mean, there's yeah. more, more websites are now built on Shopify than anything else. So there's that one. Um, yeah. And then like, if you're buying things online on, on websites like that, like obviously your credit card's a huge component. So whether it's right. Square whether it's Stripe, whether it's MasterCard, Visa, all those are going to benefit from that. So absolutely, those are also huge things. Um, yep. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Um, what does 2021 look like for you? I mean, obviously 2020 was like getting into investing and, and kind of kicking it off. What are you, what are you hoping to kind of accomplish in 2021? And yeah, uh, no, like we're just going to keep uh, investing, you know, and stuff like that. And I don't, I don't think I'm going to make any huge contributions, but a little bit uh, here each month, you know, treat it like you said, as a savings account. Yeah. And, and try to keep building that for the future. Um, that's pretty much it for, you know, on the investment side and, um, kind of a newfound thing too, that I'm, I'm getting into is uh real estate. Yeah. Right, right, right. So how, how are you getting into that? You want to give anyone a little lowdown on that? Yeah. So, um, I started taking the course about a month ago and, uh, you have to do, and I'm not sure how it works in other States and I can speak for Indiana, Indiana, you have to do 90 hours of course time. And then um, you have to pass several exams at the end of the course, you know, to get your certificate of completion. And then you move on to uh, two exams, a state portion and a national portion. You have to pass those. And then once you do that, you have to be assigned to a broker or right. a brokerage company. And then uh, then you can start your career or, you know, you can do it whatever you want. If, you, if, if you're just, you know, you want to get your real estate license just because you can go have the statuses on the side, you know, for however sure. long you want. But so we're going to see where that takes us to, you know, um, hopefully some exciting things. Don't want to talk about too much yet, but yeah. 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 How, how yeah. do you feel about real estate in general? I've actually had this conversation with a few people. How do you feel about it in general, just with, you know, COVID and what it's done to markets and done to people's lives? Is that been a benefit, a detriment? Do you think, What's your, what's your thoughts just generally on, on real estate over the next year? Uh, you know, talking to some guys about the real estate market and, you know, how it is and, and how, where it's going to be, you know, next year and stuff, especially with, you know, office, you know, presidency changing hands and stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of guys said that they've, they've seen it all. They've been through it all. And the real estate market right now in the past couple of years has been the best it's ever been. And they feel like it's, kind of going to stay right there for you know at least a couple more years you know it, yeah um i know the real estate market fluctuates quite a bit but uh no they're thinking that it's going to stay pretty stable and you know talking to a lot of guys and a lot of agents they're saying that you know last year was literally the best year that they've ever had wow that's it's, wild it, like 2019 or 20 like 2020 like oh during really all, yeah, they said it's the best year that they've ever had, the busiest they've ever been, the most sales they've ever got. It's 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 good to hear. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I don't know about all types of real estate. I know for for example, residential. I can't tell you how many people, and I know we're obviously we live in very different places, but like here in Chicago, I can't tell you how many people were like renting an apartment in the city, and then COVID hit, and it's like that's the last place you want to be is in a oh, big no. city paying a high rent like you can't do shit. You're stuck in this little apartment. And so exactly. now people are like, how can I take that money and go buy a property out in the suburbs right? and have space? And so I, I can see how it's funny how that's kind of, you know, people are losing jobs and, you know, it's a sad thing and it's horrible. And, you know, all that is happening too, but it does seem like there's this whole transition out of city. It'll be interesting once the vaccine's kind of in place, what cities look like. Well, because, what about these commercial office spaces? Yeah. Like, and that's why that's kind of what I was getting at with like even airlines is like, I mean, even at my work, we're talking about going back once things are safe. There's no timeline. There's no, 
the thought of having 200 people in an office in a city feels like forever away right now to me, to be honest. Um, And I just wonder if things will be changed forever out of this. Personally, if I had, if I was a betting man, I would say that's, it's going to be different. I don't think, I think for how long a lot of us have been working from home, it would be a very strange thing overnight to then go back to like having to get on a train commute to the city, be in an office all day, commute home. Like everyone's used to this fluid work environment where you're working, but you can definitely get up from your desk, go get something done. You need to get done and come back and finish. Like it's all about getting shit done now. Whereas it used to be having your ass in a seat for a certain amount of time a day, which is funny. You think about just efficiency and everything like that's, it's way better to have a workforce who like is you're worried about getting stuff done and it's not necessarily the amount of time in, a, in, you know, sitting in an office space. So I don't know. Yeah. Commercial real estate. That's the one I'd be worried about if I was involved in is just, you know, are people really going to need to pay this crazy amount of money to have their, you know, offices set up in a physical location when you can just do it at home. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I think things like residential will be fine. I would think things like, you know, out by you where it's like larger land moves should I be fine. So. Yeah. Yep. I'm curious yep. on cities though. Like I was talking to a neighbor the other day. He was telling me that a friend of his, their firm is based out of like the Sears, Willis, whatever you want to call it, tower in Chicago. And he's like, yep. you know, they're getting out of their lease. It's it's about to be up and there it's a 10 year lease. And he's like, who's gonna like what company right now is gonna jump in and be like, oh, we'll take it. Nobody. No. But what's gonna happen? But it's gonna be interesting to see what happens to these cities, like a Chicago and New York and LA. It will. Um, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because they're ghost yeah. towns right now. That's what I've heard. And a lot of these yeah. small mom, mom and pop places, they're not gonna be able to survive much longer. No. I, I don't think through a winter. I think like you see it in New York. People talk about it a lot. Chicago is the same. Like you have these small mom and pop places where no one's, no one's there every day to buy whatever they're selling. You know, it's hard on places like around here, you know, these, these restaurants and stuff. It's, it's tough. You know, are you guys open at least? Um, so our County was kind of a hot spot there like the last month. So we shut down, uh, in, uh, in house dining or whatever you want to call it for a couple of weeks there. But, that's limited capacity now. So okay, you guys were like get, one of the last in Indiana to get a case. I remember, I remember that was the whole thing. And now that was like, that was funny. Uh, yeah, we were like the <laughs> down to the last three counties to get yeah. cases. I remember you were texting me. You're like, "Here, we're down to the final four. Yeah, and then now we're a hot spot. So it's weird, man. It's a weird thing. It really is, you know. But it's strange. And it's interesting to hear. You know, it. I've heard all ends of the gamut. Some people are saying it's you don't notice much. As far as symptoms go, I know plenty of young people who have been really sick. It's weird. It's like all over the place, you know? Just everybody handles it differently. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. But no, no, I think, yeah, it's weird times. And, you know, back to the real estate thing real quick. Once I get more involved, I'd, I'd love to come back on and talk more about it, you know, the more I Definitely. learn stuff, so. Yeah, man, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm, I'm. Thank yeah. you for coming on today. Um, this was really fun. It was funny. For everyone listening, you know, I, I've been talking to Andrew, obviously, constantly, but we were talking over the last few weeks, and I was saying how we're getting closer and closer to episode 100, and since he was the first person I had on, I was like, I got to get him on for a 100, yeah. it, you know, we're having this late at night, we're having some drinks, having fun, and um, I was like, it'd be, it'd be fun to have you back on, do episode 100 together, and, um, you know, see where this podcast goes, but definitely, man, when when you get up and running, you know, this podcast is here all the time, so we'll have, a, yeah. have you back on, and we'll talk more detailed about real estate. Yeah, it'd be something else for us to talk about. Hopefully, today was beneficial to some people, but... Yeah, man, yeah, it's all, it always is. I think, you yeah. know, getting into investing, it's been... This is a good time of year for people to kind of listen, reset, especially when it comes to investing. Um, you know, the sports gambling stuff, I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. People, I know a lot of people that have made a lot of money, I know people who have lost a lot of money and it's just, it's just funny how like, no matter what, I mean, both those things you're putting money into. Um, and you know, one of them is eh, for better, for worse. It's, it's for long-term, hopefully gains ones for fun. They yeah. both can be fun, but um, no, I appreciate all the, all the knowledge, you know, a lot more about that than I do. So I appreciate all yeah. the, all the sharing there. 
I would recommend sports gambling over uh, over investing in the stock market. But, uh, <laughs> it's fun if you want to relax a little bit and, and throw some money down on on some games. It makes it fun. Love it, man. Love it. Yeah. Cool, buddy. Well, um, thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. for sure, man. Um, thank you again. I will. Um, I'll have this up hopefully right before New Year's Eve. We're gonna have this. This be like the last episode of the year. So. Yeah. Thank you for coming on, man. This was fun. Cheers. Bad. One last, one last you cheers. Bet. Yep. Here we go. Hell yeah. This one was way better than the first one. So I think so. I think, I think it. we've come a long way yeah. for sure, man, for sure. Yeah. Awesome, buddy. Well, thank you so much, everyone. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back with a new episode soon. Awesome, buddy. Well, thank you. Yep. Thanks again. See you, buddy. See you.